1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and the expert on all matters real estate is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Happy New Year, Asif. Happy New Year, Tina. And we start off 2018 with the numbers from the Toronto Real Estate Board. What can you tell us? Well, wow, you know what? Uh, We had predicted that 2017 wouldn't be as bad as the naysayers were saying, you know, if the year would have ended up between 90 and 95,000 units sold, it would have been one of the top five in the history of real estate uh, in Toronto. And that's exactly what happened. So we saw the fall really rebound and help us. You know, if we had uh, 5,000 sales in December, we would push for the top five spots, one of the top five spots. And we did 4,930. So we're right there. Uh, it turned out to be a pretty decent year considering we had about six months of uncertainty with all the government intervention, the two interest rate hikes, and overall it turned out to be a great year. So even though sales fell 18.3% last year compared to the record in 2016, it was still a solid year in terms of real estate. It was a solid year. And if you look at price points, the the price went up again. So now you're looking at you know over eight hundred thousand dollars for an average home in Toronto or on the Toronto Real Estate Board. So we're talking about let's talk specifics. Then the average seller selling price for 2017 was eight hundred twenty two thousand six hundred eighty one dollars. That's up over twelve percent compared to 2016. Correct, and that was mainly due to the the heated market in the first quarter. The best way to explain 2017 okay. is to break it down by quarter. Okay, so let's do that. So if we're looking at the first quarter, we've heard uh, you know words like crazy, heated, on fire to describe the first quarter. We had very limited supply, and demand was huge. There was multiple offers. People could not find a house because you had to go in firm and $100,000 over asking just to get a house. And how long were houses on the market at that time? Probably really short times, right? About seven minutes. Wow. <laughs> no. um, it was, it was under a week. Yeah, it yeah. was under a week. That's and, unbelievable. And, you know, now, and then we got into the second quarter. So in April, the government stepped in and said, don't worry, we're going to cool this market down. And they put in a 16-measure plan, which had absolutely nothing to do with cooling down the market or or bringing price points more affordable. What it did was created a lot of of psychological dilemmas for people. They were on the fence. They expected prices to drop because that's what was promised to them. And that wasn't happening. Prices kept increasing. Then we were faced with... So that was the second quarter? That was the second quarter. Okay. And so prices didn't drop. As you saw, you know, they went up about 4%. So not as much as in the first quarter, but they still went up. Mm -hmm. Heading into the third quarter, uh, this was probably highlighted by the two interest rate hikes. So the first one we expected, the second one was a bit of a surprise. But in the end, the total interest rate hike was about half a point, or it was a half a point. So again, no detrimental effects to the market it did slow it down because stuff like that affects consumer confidence and And you're on the street what were you hearing at that point from buyers and sellers out there 
the the savvy buyers and sellers knew that it wouldn't really affect it much. It would be maybe sixty or eighty dollars per month on their payment. So you saw people that were on variable mortgages lock in, and that way it didn't really affect them as much. You saw the people that did not really understand what was happening, thinking, "Wow, okay, this will now drive prices down, and I will just hold off and try to capitalize on it." You saw some sellers panic and say. Well, prices are going to fall. I better get on the market now. That increased the the inventory that we had. And with buyers holding off, it just created a stalemate. There was a pause in the market. Now, as we get into the fourth quarter, you saw confidence come back. And, you know, as confidence comes back in the market, you start to see it in terms of sold signs. So throughout, you know, the four or five uh, months of, of in a pause, we didn't have a lot of activity and all of a sudden you start seeing sold signs come up. So, you know, October, November, we had a great run. We we rebounded and then December we had the cold spell. So it uh, it probably cost us a few hundred sales because it was so cold. People didn't want to go out. Okay. Wow, that was quite a look back at 2017. 105.9 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us now is co-owner of REMAX Realty Services, Garinder Sandu. Garinder, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Grinder, we, we have our crystal ball out here and wanted to get your <laughs> thoughts on 2018. Now, a bit of a roller coaster in 2017. What do you expect or, or foresee for 2018? Well, let's look at where we stand right now. Uh, I think there's a number of uh, fundamentals that, that drive uh, the real estate market, and, and part of those fundamentals are, are really confidence of of the Toronto consumer, the Canadian consumer, what have you. And and so if we look at uh, the Conference Board of Canada just came out with its uh, latest findings, and uh, and what they stated is that uh, consumer confidence rose by 7.3 percent, um, and and the Conference Board uh, said that it posted second largest percentage gain ever, and that uh, improvements were, were observed across the board uh, with average positive responses higher in all categories uh, compared to 2016, and which is. The, only the second time this has occurred since the index began. So, so what does that mean? I mean, we've seen that in 2017 there was a psychological impact on the market. So the psychology of the consumer is, is one of the critical factors. And, 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 and what we see from the conference board is that we're at a healthy rate right now moving forward. And, and consumer confidence is, is what drives large ticket purchases. And, and I can't imagine anything larger than, than a home and being one of the largest investments that anybody gets into. So, so consumer confidence seems to be at, at a really high rate. And, and, and let's look at some other fundamentals, right? Um, unemployment is under 6%. Uh, the GDP is growing at a, at a healthy kind of 2%. Uh, interest rates, you know, although there's going to be a stress test, uh, they're still at relatively 
you know, historically speaking, really low rates. Um, you know, when I started selling 30 years ago, uh, interest rates were in the in the mid-teens, uh, you know, if you can believe it. Oh, I remember but, those days. Yeah. So if you if you kind of boil all of that together, what does that mean for 2018? I think we've got a healthy economic environment uh, and the consumer uh, and Canadian consumer is approaching 2018 with confidence. You know, when when people are confident in their jobs, they're confident in making purchases, and 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 that's that's the Canadian consumer. Now let's look at what else drives demand, right? And and so we know that there's approximately 300,000 people that come to Canada. Half of those, uh, approximately half of those, move into kind of the Golden Horseshoe or GTA area, and and that's just immigration. Let's look at migration. It's probably about the same amount. So the the demand side of uh, of the equation for for Real estate is very strong, uh, and the supply side. You know, we've got we've got kind of artificial, if you will, uh, constraints uh, uh, based on kind of the speed of infrastructure being built. Um, so there isn't going to be much change there. And I I think moving forward, uh, what we're going to see is we're not going to see the the frantic kind of hyperinflation that we saw in Q1 of of 2017. I think we're returning to a normalized, balanced market, which is healthy for buyers, healthy for sellers. And, and so what I see is, is, is aside from kind of the, the spurts that we've had in the, in the more recent past, we're going to return to houses being on the market 30 days or so and, and average prices going up uh, a more sustainable uh, low single digits, if not mid-single digits, and, uh, and the number of transactions, kind of number of houses uh, or, or condos trading hands kind of being at par with uh, with what we saw in uh, in 2017 so really i mean i i think that uh, i think the psychological impact of uh, of the fairness plan and i say that in quotes uh uh has been kind of felt by by the uh, ontario consumer and and uh they understand that that really hasn't had much of an impact other than the psychological impact i think and and so things are starting to return back to normal and uh i think i'm excited for uh for 2018, uh, our industry, I think, is poised for something that's more sustainable in the long run. And for the foreseeable future, I'm, I, I think that uh, buyers can go in with confidence that there's choice in the marketplace and sellers can go in uh, with confidence that, you know, their their equity is appreciated well. And, uh, and wherever they decide to move to, if they're moving up, uh, that their, uh, their investment is going to continue to increase at a, at a relatively good pace. That's true. And also, I think there's pent up demand still from 2017, because if you think about how the psychology impacted the buyers and sellers, the first week of January has has started off a lot more active than I think any of us would have expected. And, you know, we see in York region, we see a lot of the foreign buyers coming back as well. So there is a lot of interest. There's a lot of demand out there. And the thing that we didn't have last year that we do this year is we have supply. So, you know, the balance, I think, will continue throughout as we start to get more inventory on the market. Buyers seem to be out there early again. You're just not seeing that frenzy that we did last year because of the limited supply. Yeah, I think what happened is uh, toward the, uh, the second half of last year, we had people who might otherwise have gone into the market not get in because... 
they just weren't sure. You know, they saw the headlines that the government wants to slow down the real estate market. So they were like, oh, hold on a second. You know, whenever there's kind of an interruption in any marketplace, uh, you know, con- Canadian consumer is a wise consumer and prudent, right? And they wanted to see how things would shake out. And, and so to your point, uh, the people that were, were on the fence are, are starting to get back into the market. And, and so there is a little bit of that pent-up demand. I think a little bit of that pent-up demand might have moved uh, a little forward into November and December because I think November and December were just a little stronger than in terms of transactions than, than the industry anticipated. But even that being said, I mean, there, there was a little bit of kind of wait and see uh, with the stress test um, uh, that started. Uh, and uh, But, you know, long and short of it is, is even with the stress test, there, there are uh, – there is going to be mitigating factors to that as well, and and as people realize that uh, you know it's it is really going to be business as usual, uh, I think you'll see that pent up demand coming back. And and uh, you're right. I mean, I expected January to be um, a little more uh, muted than it than it really is. Uh, but you know, we you got to give credit to. Uh, uh, the Toronto, Ontario, uh, Canadian consumers. I mean, they they understand uh, uh, more than uh, I, I think. There's been a lot of education about real estate over the past few years, and and so that's made a more uh, wise consumer. So I think we're we're seeing that consumer come back into the marketplace. If you're just joining us, you're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region, and we're with Gurinder Sandhu from Remax. Gurinder, you spoke a lot about the psychology of the consumer, and it sounds like a really good news report for 2018. Is there anything to be worried about? Any concerns for a buyer or seller out there? Well, I mean, I, I don't see anything that kind of could creep up on us that's unexpected. I, I think that... Uh, we, we do expect that uh, within uh, within the next few months or, or at least toward the end of the year, there probably will be a, a, a modest interest rate hike. Uh, I think it, it, the onus is on us as, as the uh, industry to educate our, our buyers and our sellers and understand that uh, – that you know there is choice out there, and that that uh, that people, when they get into this size of a purchase, that uh, to look at all angles, and and in the long run, real estate has always been a great investment. Uh, you know, the average uh, uh, annualized uh, increase in price, uh, including the the big uh, uh, gains that we had earlier in 2017, and 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 add into it, uh, you know, in the early 90s, we had a, a bit of a downturn. But even with all of that considered, uh, real estate has gone up annually about six to seven percent, and and we're expecting that to continue in the foreseeable future. So if somebody's on the fence. Uh, I think that that's what what people need to worry about because I've had a lot of people that have sat on the fence thinking, oh, it couldn't go any higher, uh, and so they sat on the fence, and a year later, prices are still up, and uh, and and they need to either you know get more money from somewhere for the deposit, uh, or they have to buy lesser of a home. So so I I think the fear of uh, of prices decreasing. Uh, you know that's what 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 has created challenges for for many people that I've seen that would otherwise have, have gotten uh, the property that they wanted but missed out because they waited too long. So, you know, for the from what I can tell, uh, and I've been in the industry for 30 years and I've looked at it uh, from all different angles. Uh, you know, Toronto real estate is a sound investment, uh, and if somebody's thinking of going in. 
the best time to buy in Toronto was 30 years ago. <laughs> the second time, best time is, uh, what is it now, 10 to 12 on January the, the 4th? Um, you know, so I, I think that if somebody's thinking of getting into the market for the long run, there's no better time, or the second best time is right now. And, and just use the, the, the right professionals to help you, uh, help guide you through the, the process. And that's a professional realtor and a professional financial advisor to make sure that, uh, that you get into the right house, uh, um, at the right price with the right mortgage. You're right. And, and being in the business for 30 years, you've seen, government intervention and you've seen the market rebound year after year anytime that anything like this has happened the market rebounds and you know we saw that in november and december we're starting to see you know people come back in uh for january you've probably seen this a number of times you know the highs and lows and and how the psychology of an intervention affects people and then they rebound they get more comfortable like you said consumer confidence is coming back I think if we step back and look at it from the 30,000 kind of uh, feet view, we live, the GTA is, is, in my humble opinion, the best city in the world to live in, to raise a family in. I mean, and, and I don't think that's just my opinion. I mean, I'm a son of, a, son of it, uh, immigrants. And, and when we look at the global perspective, Toronto continued, and when I say Toronto, I mean the GTA, obviously York region is included in that. And <clears throat> the GTA continues to be at the top of the list uh, whenever there's surveys, you know, global surveys, right? Not just Canadian surveys, but global surveys of, of uh, uh, you know, quality of life, standard of living, um, you know, best place to, to raise a family. And, and so we're at the top of the list there. So we're top of demand. When you look at the global price index, uh, you know, we kind of fare around the 15th, 14th, 15th, uh, uh, in terms of world class cities, 14th to 15th place in terms of price. Uh, and it's a significant difference between the highest price, uh, cities globally and, and, uh, and where we stand. I mean, the highest price cities include, um, you know, cities like, Geneva, Mumbai, Paris, Singapore, New York, significantly higher. Like, for example, the last uh, study that I saw, uh, prices in Hong Kong per square foot for condos was over 3,000, where Toronto or or the GTA stood at about 600 and change. And and so there's a significant gap between the price of other world-class cities and where we stand. And and when you add to the fact that we are at the top of the list in terms of demand, you you see that that you know we're going to continue to be the darling of global real estate. Um, and so I don't see that changing. And that's what really fundamentally drives our market is that demand factor, right? And, and we're going to continue to see immigration. We're going to continue to see migration. Um, and, and I think that that's going to bode well for the health of the real estate market uh, for the foreseeable future. We couldn't agree more. Gurinder, thank you for joining us and sharing your story with us. I think, um, you know, many of us here, we're, we're children of immigrants, too. We think that Toronto, the GTA, York region is a great place to live and raise a family. So I thank you for joining us on the show. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank Thank you. you. Time now for listener questions. And we had a few questions about the new stress test that went into effect on January 1st this year. Let's start with what is it? 
So the stress test, uh, the stress test has been around for a while. It just applies to more people right now. So what it's going to be is you now have to qualify at a rate of two points above the rate that you're getting for your mortgage. So suppose you're qualifying for 3.09%. You are now going to have to qualify at a rate of 5.09%. It'll affect people by about 16% in terms of affordability, but I don't think it'll be as bad as people are anticipating. So how is it going to impact buyers and sellers? Uh, Does it cost um, a buyer more at this stage of the game? It won't necessarily cost a buyer more because you'll still be paying your mortgage at 3% or 3.09% or whatever the rate is. You just have to qualify for more. So what it's going to do is it's going to allow the banks a, a higher comfort level because they know that you could afford a rate of 5.09%. What's going to be interesting is as we move forward in, you know, in the next four weeks or six weeks, you're going to start to see banks coming out with 30-year, maybe 35-year amortization to make it more affordable, to, to make people qualify for the higher rate because in all honesty, the banks make money off lending money. So they don't want to be in a situation where they're not lending money because that's where they make their money. So they want to lend money for a longer period of time. That's right. And what that allows you to do is suppose you didn't qualify for the house that you wanted at a a traditional 25-year amortization. By changing it to a 30-year amortization, now you could qualify. What does that mean for a seller? Does it mean it's going to take me longer to sell my home? At the beginning of the year, we do anticipate that it will take longer because people will shy away from the higher uh, price points because they're afraid of, of what could happen or they may not qualify. As people get more comfortable and the banks get more comfortable with this, you'll start to see banks playing with their GDS and TDS ratios. And uh, you know that's the debt service ratios because if they can adjust those and tweak them a little bit to make you qualify for a mortgage, you're, you're going to have more people qualifying again. So you're the expert. What's your sense about what this is going to do to the housing market? We talked a lot about the numbers for 2017. Um, what is it going to look like for the first quarter of 2018? What do you think? So previously, we had said that the first quarter may be a bit quieter than what we had anticipated. But what we've seen in the first week is there's still a lot of activity out there and and people are are out there buying. So it may not be as bad as we had anticipated. Traditionally, with any type of change that comes into a marketplace, you have about a two-month feeling out period. We haven't seen that as yet. So, you know, it may start off on fire. We'll have to see uh, after this cold snap uh, goes away a little bit that, uh, you know, what the actual impact of this stress test is. Right now, we haven't seen much at all. Now, putting the stress test aside for a second, what is it like? What is the, the real estate market like traditionally this time of year? Traditionally, at this time of the year, you have, uh, you know, a phase in period. So you have about, you know, the first two weeks of January, which are quieter. People are getting their kids back into school. You know, some people take late vacations. So, it doesn't pick up until about the 15th or 20th of January. You tend to see a lot of sellers that have been holding off over the holidays come onto the market and you see buyers start to come out to jump the gun because they don't want the competition when everyone is out there looking in the spring. So it's a great time for buyers. It's a great time for sellers as well because you know that the buyers that are coming out right now are going to be serious buyers. If you're putting on a jacket and boots to come out, you know you're pretty serious. So you're getting ready for a busy season. We sure are. 
Okay, that's our show for this week. Thank you, Asif. We'll catch up again next week. Remember, if you need to contact Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. You can connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion, or you can call us at 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. This is 1059 The Region.